Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. With great power comes great responsibility. I don't think we're going to spoil it. I'm just saying that I thought it was uh, ridiculous how Ant-Man didn't go up Thanos' arsehole. It went up his dickhole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you led me down a garden path. And then pretended to be testicular cancer, and it did take Thanos an agonising 15 years to succumb to that. Eventually, the key message here being always, always check your uh, testicles for uh, for lumps, even if you are a demigod. To be honest with you, Thanos's, I don't know if Thanos' testicles would be normal-looking testicles because if his chin's anything to go off, like it could be a car crash down there. You have no idea. Yeah, I don't want to really go into the science. Yeah, we ain't, ain't going to go into the into <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the the autonomy of Thanos's ball sack. No, you know, after a short break, swinging through Spider-Man is, of course, back. I'm James Rushton. My mate over there is Bradley Hughes. The Yo. point of the podcast is not to make up our own Avengers Endgame spoilers, but to read through Spider-Man in order. The amazing Spider-Man comics from scratch. Yes, we've we, gone from we issue don't we one. don't make up our own Endgame spoilers, but we do make up our own Spider-Man canon. Yeah, we've completely gone off the rails here. If you've been following for a long time, you'll know that is part and parcel of the podcast but yeah thank you for your reviews i've read there's been a few kind reviews i don't know if you've caught up with them brad there's been a few kind reviews about looking forward to each episode of the cod past and stuff like that it's just, oh, it's God, just forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot what happened in the last issue but we're at issue 60 today we're of course reading through the spider-man canon in order so we're at issue 60 what happened last time brad uh what happened last time was spider-man uh, aka Peter Parker was actually like, "Yo, I'm alive, everyone. I'm fine. I know. I know what I'm about now." Um, he went to go see Aunt May, who was in hospital. Um, she was like, "Holy shit, you've you've made me feel a hell of a lot better, Pete. Just knowing you're alive." And the doctor's like, "Where the fuck have you been? You should call the police. The police come along." And then Peter's like, "Fuck, I didn't think this through." Um, all right. So uh, Spider-Man was like a really stand-up guy. He, he's just helping me out. It's no problems, no problems. So that all happened. And then on a completely unrelated note, everyone goes to this new club that's in town where Mary Jane has been hired as a go-go uh, dancer. Um, and basically, Lord, the... the the highest level, the t- highest tiers of uh, New York's finest into this club to try and basically brainwash them. Yes. Yes, the brainwasher, of course. The master plan, planner behind all of this is the kingpin who had been missing for a few issues, but it seems that he had a new plan. And our issue actually starts where the last one ended, the brainwashing contraption. So shall we kick off issue 60 of The Amazing Spider-Man, bro? Definitely, man. Let's dive in. So our issue begins where the last one left off, and that is with the Kingpin's hairy knuckles heading towards Spider-Man's head. Spider-Man has just stumbled on Captain Stacy, who's trapped. This is Gwen Stacy's dad, um, 
former New York police officer. He's fairly high up in the police hierarchy. I don't know if he's still employed, but he's he's there. He's he's involved. Well, he was he and, was in the uh, the station at the time of uh, of Peter Parker's questioning about his whereabouts. Exactly. So he's high enough to be to be involved in this stuff. He's in the the brainwashing machine with the nerdy henchman leering over and strapping him in. I don't know if it's already worked yet, but Kingpin's knuckles are heading towards Spider Man's head, and it's already from the get go a complete and utter situation for Spider Man. And it's a bit of a shame for Captain Stacy, who's just kind of in a trance watching all this happen. He's just like, I got to get back to my stories. I didn't set the VCR player today. I didn't set the VCR player today. <laughs> <laughs> but the Kingpin is um he's heating Spider-Man in the head. Spider-Man's fighting back, but as we know from previous that the Kingpin is a bit of a handful. Oh yeah, he's agile and bulker. Like and f- yeah, he's so fast. And Spider-Man he says, I don't know how he's moving so so fast. And he, he actually thinks to himself, while well, I learned the hard way, all that fat it's actually muscle. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> That's so horrible. Shaming. Like, imagine if, like, imagine if, like, Kingpin took off his shirt and it was just rippling abs. Like, that was just nothing but a sweater. Like, the geezer's just completely, like, Tom Hardy levels of ripped. I'd, 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 I'd compare him to the big show. Ah, yeah. Like, that proper weightlifters. Fa- fairly agile. Not in terms of WWE agile, but I guess he can. Move I mean, a bit I mean, you're saying fast. this, but I have seen the Big Show go off the top rope. <laughs> I've seen the Big Show break the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Big Show. But the Kingpin's fists are going to become his downfall. His strength is obviously going to be that Achilles heel. He swings Spider-Man directly into the equipment that are keeping all this brainwashing equipment going. It all goes boom and bang. And that's because the Kingpin, he throws Spider-Man. Spider-Man says, I'll just turn into a ball to protect myself. <laughs> this, is, this wouldn't be the first time. I'm it's just like, going to You know, cut- in Sonic, <laughs> you press down and just slam A a couple of times. Well, the kingpins launched him into a lot of explosive equipment. That's that goes boom. It goes all all boom, and the everyone, all the kingpins henchmen are going. What have you done? What? Why have you done that? <laughs> just like the whole entire the whole entire operation is just gone to plot. But then the kingpin knows that Spider Man's done it. Spider Man has directed himself into the electrical equipment. With a bit of help from the Kingpin, it's all went boom, and there's a lot of electrical fires going on now. God, you got to make sure you use the right fire extinguisher for that shit. Yeah, um, the Kingpin saves the day for the crew by opening the exhaust, opening the window, and letting all the smoke out. But Spider-Man, who's been... who was at point zero of this explosion, (laughs) by the way, has to creep out the window half dead. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Is this something that I've, I've, the thought has only just sort of entered my mind. Does Peter Parker have any kind of martial arts skills whatsoever? Does he know? It's all instinct. It's all instinct, Brad. So, look, imagine how deadly Spider-Man would be is if he just took some judo lessons. Like he could throw people. The thing is, he could beat the Kingpin. The Kingpin has just completely, in every fight, got the better of him. Yeah, but this, this is what I'm saying. Like the kingpin, 
he knows martial arts, and it like I've, I've actually seen pictures of him in like full, like what's it called, like karate get up in it, like full kung fu master style. Yeah. So like, it's sort of like when um, Thanos versus Hulk in Infinity War, because like, Hulk is all just rage and instinct, whereas Thanos is all strength and what's the called what word dexterity and intelligence, intelligence and discipline, like. Your fighting style is like a hundred times more efficient. So, like, even if you wasn't as strong, you would still be kicking ass. So, if Spider Man just learned how to fight properly, like, imagine how deadly you would be. Well, the only thing deadly about this fight was the fact that Spider Man had landed ass first into a load of electrical equipment that blew up on his ass and face and smoked him out. <laughs> Just kingpins, yeah. Just like you know what, my friend, whoever whoever smelt it, doubt it. <laughs> you know what? Fuck Spider Man, he's gone out the window. Let's get on with the fucking job. Let's get <laughs> get captain, strap him up again, fucking open window, <laughs> crack, give it ten minutes, crack, go back. Crack in. window, lad. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Kingpin cracks a window because <laughs> like, his henchman can't touch the machinery because he's like, Oh, it's too hot. I'm not touching it. It's too hot. <laughs> it burns his hand and Kingpin just puts his big bombs and goes, yeah, out of the way, you fucking you moron. <laughs> Let me get in there. <laughs> fucking hands, fists first. <laughs> and of course, Spider-Man's escape, the whole dilemma, the smoke coming out the window, all cleared off. It gives Kingpin the time and space he needs to finish the plan, which is the brainwashing of Captain George Stacy. Oh, God. So that was a completely unrelated machine to, to the mind wash one then. I think so. <laughs> oh shit, my coffee machine. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a microwave. Fucked up. It's using all of Captain Stacy's kinetic energy to make an espresso. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've already had my coffee today, but I think I'll have another fucking one. Don't don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'll double up. And he just starts shaking. <laughs> Got the coffee shakes. You can say anything about me, the kingpin, but if I don't get my latte in the morning, oh, there'd be trouble. <laughs> Well, Captain Stacy's strapped in. It's all working perfectly. And it's just this dome vibrating on his head. Just like Notre Dame style. Yeah, and the Kingpin gives him the whole spiel of you'll obey my orders, you'll do what I say. And Captain Stacy's like, I'll obey your orders. I'll obey the orders. <laughs> I'll do what you say, sir. <laughs> Back at the club, Mary Jane's still... It looks like Mary Jane's dancing. If we remember in the last issue... She was actually held as a human shield. Oh, yeah, for a brief second. And then, well, it's someone who looks like Gwen, um, Mary Jane, actually. Mary Jane comes out in a different outfit, goes over to the table of Harry Osborne and Gwen Stacy and says, Gwen, I need to see your dad because something has went crazy. A guy's grabbed me and used me as a human shield. Not for the first time, but it's happened right here. And uh, I need a man of authority to speak to because something is going wrong. Out comes Captain Stacy, who surprises everyone, who says, there is nothing to worry about, young lady. <laughs> and everyone's like, he's definitely normal. Is every, every single word is followed by a, a short pause. There's, I'm sure there's nothing to worry about, young lady. <laughs> you remind me of that South Park episode where they tried to kill off Chef? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, Captain Stacy comes in, diffuses the situation, says there's nothing to worry about. Let's all go home. Let's all chill. Mary Jane gets back to doing what she does best, which is dancing and working at that club without causing a scene. Everything 
is kosher as far as Captain Stacy and the Kingpin are concerned. The plan is going ahead. Gwen Stacy's not worried. Harry Osborne's not worried. The only worried person is currently outside, concussed and trying to deal with it all, which is Peter Parker, just the amazing Spider-Man. Just pushing his brains back in through his ears. Yeah, what happens if you're uh, at point zero of an electrical fire and explosion? You're seeing double. Peter Parker is sitting on a window ledge, really trying to keep his shit together. He looks up at a tower, and there's two of them. As well as two sons. There's two sons. It's not Tatooine either. <laughs> oh, mate, I was thinking it, and you said it. Beautiful. I did it. I went there. You went there. I'm, you can't stop me. What does anyone trying to recover from a serious concussion do? They instantly engage in <laughs> some gymnastics. Peter Parker jumps for a flagpole and tries to swing on it, getting trying to get back into action, and he misses it. Because he's seen two of them. He fucking went for the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, being the amazing Spider-Man, he doesn't fall to his death. He actually gets onto a wall and he comes, he tries to pull himself together and he knows he can't because he's looking around and he's seen two of everything. Which is pretty bad. Yeah, right bad that is. <laughs> he drags himself home, but there's more on mind on his mind than the headache and the concussion and all the shit he's going through. He's actually coming to terms with his feeling for Gwen Stacy and the danger that she's now in due to Captain Stacy's obvious predicament of being brainwashed by a master criminal. He's ashamed that he feels helpless and there's nothing he can do because he can't see. I mean, just take five, Pete. You know what I mean? Just rest up. That's what he tries to do. The second he he gets a chance to rest down, he goes on his bed. And he's like, oh, man, I've got feelings. I've caught some feelings. <laughs> he got them feels, man. It's cuffing season. <laughs> Although, this being said, he has no idea about the outcome of what happened in that room. So, <laughs> so like, <laughs> literally anything could have happened and he's, he's just gone, right, I'm going home, I'm going to bed. Which, well, he couldn't do much, man. He was, he was in he no condition. Called, he could have called the police. He doesn't even know how... Imagine him trying to dial them fucking numbers. Just, just shout at someone on the street. <laughs> oh... Like when Ron Burgundy gets sacked, he's just walking the streets. <laughs> I'm trapped in a glass case of emotion. It's just Peter Parker walking down the street holding spoiled milk, oh. screaming for the police. But he can't do that as well because he's in the he's very much a person of interest for the police. Exactly. So all he needs to do is just like jump onto the street, find the nearest person and go, Oogly boogly, I'm a Spider Man, I'm gonna be in that building in five minutes, send the police. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all he has to yeah. do. And someone be like, Eek, Spider Man! Well, he goes into a full-blown panic and he thinks of all the scenarios that have, could have come from Gwen St- well, Captain Stacy's predicament. What if he's now a dangerous criminal? What if he's more than the prisoner? What, ha- you know, what if he's working with the Kingpin? Pete, he gets up. He doesn't know what to do, but he knows he needs to step up, for not just himself, but for Gwen Stacy. He goes to the mirror and, mate, it's just, that's him looking at himself through his eyes. And it is, he's looking at himself in the mirror. It's just blur. Mate, that's how I look at myself in the mirror before I do this podcast. <laughs> I hope you aren't going on your bike looking like that, mate. You wouldn't fucking out. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, today, though, on the way home from work, Christ Almighty, I was filtering, which, by the way, is legal in the UK and probably safe. Um, and this geezer is being like a right prick. He's like proper, like like moving in front of me because he won't let me round. Like there, was, there would have been room if he just stayed in his lane, but he purposely ducked out. 
So, like, he did this a couple of times. Every time I got a chance to try get past him. Mm. So I was like, right, I finally got a chance to get past him. I'm going to fucking give him a piece of my mind. I roll up to the fucking window, and he fucking pulls down his, 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 his mirror. No, his mirror, his window. He rolls it down. And no word of a lie, the geezer was the spitting image of Danny DeVito. <laughs> like, I wish I was kidding. It literally, like, old man Danny DeVito sitting there in a fucking, like, what was it? It was like a Toyota Corolla or something like that. And I was just, I was going to give him the beans, man. I was going to give him both barrels. <laughs> but then I was like, I can't shout at Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's, he's, what if it was Frank Reynolds? It's always sunny driving the car. But that's what <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, like, I don't know, man. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like Danny DeVito is like my uncle. Like, I feel like no. Danny DeVito is everyone's uncle at this point. I don't feel that way, but carry on. Well, anyway, I was just like, so I just put down my visor and just very sheepishly carried on riding. I was like, I, I can't <laughs> shout at Danny DeVito. The man's a fucking national treasure. I know he wasn't, but he just looked like him so fucking much. But it wasn't Danny DeVito. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, if it was, because he has come to Birmingham a few times. Mate, why? Why would he? Why would he come to Birmingham <laughs> for the world premiere of the Lorax? And I'm not shitting you. No. Oh my god. <laughs> and I don't even think Zac Efron turned up, who was like one of the main characters in it. It was just Danny DeVito. Mate, it sounds to me like Danny DeVito was just using it as a as a chance to get a holiday, but he just really fucked up and ended up in Birmingham. Well. I don't know if you know this, but Danny DeVito's Twitter account for a long time just took pictures of his feet. Ah, oh, taster. <laughs> That's enough Danny DeVito, Brad. Yeah, that is enough Danny DeVito. <laughs> Peter Parker's got double vision, he can't see. So what does he do? To save the girl he thinks he's in love with, he jumps on his motorbike and heads across town. Oh, God, he didn't see Danny DeVito too, did he? <laughs> no, he should be dead. No, he should be. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't drive like that. But he gets to his destination safety, which is not a good, you know, we're not advocating that. And but bloody Marvel are Stanley and John Romita very much <laughs> advocating some are jump you, driving there. Are you seeing double kids? That's right. Operate heavy machinery. Excelsior. <laughs> well, Pete gets to his destination safely. He bangs on the door to the Stacy household. And of course, Gwen Stacy. Like, Stacy! <laughs> stay, stay. What is uh, what is that Simpsons episode when they do the play? Like Stella. <laughs> I don't know, but all I can hear is Queen of the Harpies now. Oh no, it's um a streetcar called Desire, and that is the the episode of that. That's Sim- that, the fact. My best, the best Simpsons episode ever. That's like in, doing that's in. Depth Simpson knowledge right there. When they're doing the um the musical version of a streetcar called Desire, the episode's called a streetcar called Marge, and uh, that's the one. And Ned Flanders ripped his shirt and goes, Stella! "Yes, I know the fella. I know the one you're on about now." Yeah, yeah. So bang on, bang on, bang on. and that is very much Peter Parker outside Gwen Stacy's house. Stacy. <laughs> Gwen answers and says, "Ah, oh, what happened to you? I never expected." And Pete gives her the old, you know, it's a long story. I need to come in. And uh, there's a really cute moment actually where Gwen says, "Well, oh, you only want to stay a minute." And then Pete says, "Would you believe forever?" Oh, oh. Hmm. And then he comes in, and there's a fucking 
Captain Stacy brainwash coming downstairs, giving it the old beans, giving it the old. Good evening, young man. I thought I heard someone. I've recovered I mean, from a serious, serious brain, hold brain on, hold issue. On, hold on. I was about to say, you missed out the best part of, of that interaction between Gwen and Peter. I think I think there might be an innuendo here. Like, legit. Because because Pete's like, is your dad home? Can I come in for a minute? As in, like, are you free? Is it a free house? Can I come in for a minute? And she said, you only want a minute. Okay. Ah. Okay. Pete Fox. <laughs> Pete putting a Mac on. But yeah, Captain Stace is there. He's recovered a bit from the trauma of being brainwashed, but he's clearly a dodgy fox still. And Pete has cottoned on instantly. Like legit, like straight away. Like, he's like, giving that side eye. Oh, there's no warmth here. Because like, I don't put a heating on for fucking schmucks like you. <laughs> like, where's that soft southern accent gone? Where you're not talking about beans and milk anymore? What is this? Isn't the Captain Stacy I know? And he says, Come in the study, Parker. And he's like, Okay. And follows him into the study. And what unfolds is a, co- a full on confrontation where Pete, he, he knows he has to tell Captain Stacy something. He says, I went backstage at the, the gloom room a go go. It was kicking off. There was a fight. I think the kingpin was involved. I don't really know. Something was something was going on. And there was just two, you know, someone needs to know. Then Captain Stacy says, People are celebrating too much. The tempers flare up. Now, I don't want you getting involved, and I don't like what you're accusing. I don't like young snoops who don't mind their own business. Understand? Ooh, it's a bit threatening, isn't it? And then Pete says, oh, you know what? I'm going to have to tell the police then. And his spider senses kick off because George Stacy is behind him with the cane ready to drop it on the oh, back of his head. mate. He's about to bring it right down. And then Pete, of course, being the amazing Spider-Man, his spider sense is kicking and he comes around with a big chop to block, <laughs> the, uh, block the cane, but he takes George Stacy down because George Stacy, of course, being an elderly man, he's taken straight out and he falls on his ass quite violently because Pete is super strong because he's Spider-Man. All of this has happened in front of Gwen Stacy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just entered the room to see her elderly dad get fully blown back over his chair by Peter Parker. <laughs> he gives him the big chop as well. Literally like Kung Fu action man. <laughs> Best part of this though is Gwen's coming all shocked and she's brought hot tea and coffee, boiling hot tea, but and she spilt it from the looks of it all over her dad. <laughs> right on those loafers, mate. Right, I know my crutch doesn't work anymore, but it burns, Gwen. <laughs> 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 oh my feeling down there, not the right feeling. <laughs> so he's on the floor basically cussing out Spy- uh, well, cussing out Peter Parker, just like being like he's dangerous. Call the police. He's mad. He attacked me for no reason. He did it. He's dangerous. And then Pete's just got no answer. He's like, whatever he says, it, it it's not what it seems. I was about to say, like, what what do you what do you what say? What do you, just be like, Gwen, he attacked me. Like, oh, Gwen, Gwen obviously runs to, to his age. She's, she's all over him saying, you, you struck an old man, the dear, you know, the kindest man I've ever known, whoever lived. And Pete's like, no, no, that's not. And then Gwen's like, deny it. 
let me hear you deny it. And he's like, I, I can't deny it. <laughs> I can't because I did hit him. <laughs> oh, Pete, man. <laughs> and Captain Stace is walking off all sad and Gwen says, get out, never come back and I don't want to see you again. Go. And Pete just walks off with his fucking... He just walks off with his head in his hands. Just, like, just Pete's just there in the hallway, just like shrugging his shoulders. Like, the fuck happened there? Oh. Uh, Probably still go to uh, the police, mate. <laughs> yeah, definitely go to the police, but he doesn't. Captain Stacy plays injured until Gwen leaves his side. Then he alerts what seems to be his new boss. He calls the kingpin up about the fact that a teenager Peter Parker is now sticking his nose in where it doesn't belong the kingpin turns to his henchman and he orders Peter Parker to be silenced that never goes well what'd you fucking say George what let me hear that again you say a fucking teenager's messing around in our business again well lads you want to go fucking kill him? What's that? Right, we're fucking so don't you worry. Don't, don't, George, don't worry. We go fucking sort it. <laughs> In reality, the kingpin's raging. He's screaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's fucking, <laughs> he's, he threw his telephone. Like, instead of putting it down, he just fucking threw it. And he's got one of those cigarette extenders. Is it, what is it? A cigarillo? What is it called? Oh, please tell me it's not called a cigarillo. That, I don't, it's, it's something, isn't it's it? It's that, like, it sounds you, like a modern day mumble rapper. You put the cigarette... Corella Deville has one. You know, it's a long cigarette in, in a tube. Is it like an extra filter? And I'm thinking, why does he need it? And then I, I realised he needs the lengthened cigarette because he can't actually fit the normal cigarette in between his fingers. Smoke cigars then? I reckon a, this c- is I true. Reckon a cigar would suit him. You're not wrong. Vape. You're not wrong. But- Fucking Vape. You need a fucking exhaust point. <laughs> You're telling me you couldn't imagine Kingpin sitting in a fucking white van, like fucking rolls down the window, we got plume of smoke comes out, smell like strawberries and cream. Well, we did, we did play the Kingpin. No, he definitely vapes. Oh yeah, he yeah, actually no, really no. extreme. He's an extreme vapor. He's got the exhaust. You no, know, all the all the mods. <laughs> it's making big plumes. Big of vape. Old plumes, man. Yeah, I got I got this new flavour. It's called Dragon's Breath. I'm not exactly sure what it's actually supposed to taste like. But we played him too cool there. What he's really done is he's heard the news. He's slammed the phone down. He's like, nobody gives me any fucking suggestions. And now what I'm saying is, you get down that Peter Parker's house and you break his, you snap his fucking, you snap his fucking Gregory off, or I'll get yours. His boat race. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they head out. Luckily for Peter. He's paying his aunt a visit in a sickbed. Uh, lucky? I don't know about that. Unluckily for Harry Osborne, he's at home. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Harry Osborne. No, he's in a little sweater vest and his little oh, dicky no, Well, He answers the door to these thugs who are looking for Peter Parker and he says, hey, you, can't, you guys can't come in. And he just gets slapped in the head. Oh, he's lucky he only got that. Yeah, because they pulled the guns and they're just rooting through. And Harry Osborne's just sweating. And they're saying, where's Peter Parker? He's obviously run off. As if, if this has got anything to do, we're going to shoot you. If this has got anything to fucking do with you, we'll be back and we'll kill, we're killing you. Pete comes in five minutes later to Harry Osborne sitting on the couch in the trashed apartment saying, 
what's happened here, Harry? And Harry's like, why didn't you fucking, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Harry's been roughed the fuck up his whole entire house has <laughs> been turned upside down. A house in which Peter's, A, never in, B, probably doesn't pay rent, <laughs> and C, never cleans. You know he doesn't oh, you fucking, fucking clean because you know, all, all the hours of the day is spent being Spider-Man. If he's constantly late to uh, like appointments, meeting people, fights, lectures, all that sort of shit. You know we don't have time to clean. Absolutely not. So Pete comes in and says, what's going on? And Harry says, don't you know? And then Pete says, what the fuck are you on about? Of course I don't know. And then Harry goes, you know, I don't know what to tell you, mate, but there's dangerous folk after you, so quit while you're ahead. And Harry steps up because he says, if you don't quit, I mean, they're going to come for you, but I'll be here by your side. Yes, Harry. He's saying uh, that now, but but also how he folded when those geezers came into his house. <laughs> <laughs> he folded like a wet paper towel. Harry, I appreciate you being by my side, but it only gives me a point one advantage. I need a five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need at least like a Ned Leeds type. <laughs> at least. You know, just, just somewhat at least a Ned Leeds. You know, at, you know at, I'll, at I'll go for a fancy Dan. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd accept a fancy Dan top, but you, you fucking Mate, wet you legs. Know, you know who you want in your corner? Shotgun who? Mike. You do do. He's always in your. I'm in your pocket. I'm always in your pocket, and I'm in your heart. I'm ready to go. I'm in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter heads out of Spider-Man to head onto the tail of Captain Stacy to follow him across town because he's furious with himself and he's furious that he's let this happen, and it must be due down to Captain Stacy and whatever he's involved in. So Pete heads out of Spider-Man following Captain Stacy. The goal is to get that little bit of proof that he's A, going to put Captain Stacy in the shit and help him explain himself to Gwen. Hmm, good idea. That's actually a sound something, plan. Something that might help the police get on the trail of the Kingpin without directly pointing out the Kingpin and to put Spider-Man in the clear. So he tracks Stacy captain stacy to the police archives he's lying outside the window he says a quick here goes nothing then he launches himself through the fucking window christ (laughs) (laughs) that is an entrance and half that is you know he's been out there planning the quip oh yeah you know he has i was like guys uh sayonara hello sorry that's uh oh i got that wrong got anyone anyone order Take a oh, hmm. <laughs> smashing time. Yeah, we'll go. Oh. Then he goes, "Fuck it, we're, we're, do, we're doing improv." He swings <laughs> back and goes for the window. We're doing it live. The party? We'll do it live. Can anyone join the party? Because I brought my own costume. He's like, "Hey, that was all right. That was, all that right. was good." <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank then, he's only taking photos and he doesn't carry around a GoPro or anything nowadays. Interestingly enough, he's went through one of those leaded windows as well, the really arty ones with the bars. He, he, that was just a show of strength, that was. He could have went through the door. What if he... He could have waited in there? Impales him. Ah, uh, good point. And they ain't... Well, the thugs are there, the, the Kingpin's thugs who are aiding Captain Stacy in whatever he's doing. They're aiming the guns aim. He takes them down. But we know with Spider-Man, he can only manage so many people at one time unless he's fully enraged. So he's handling these thugs. Captain Stacy comes from behind and gives him the big 
fucking whack on the head with the cane. Oh, you know yeah. that's a, that's one of them down. hollow kind of twonks as well. Like you hear it echoing around his fucking cavity in his skull. The crew and Captain Stacy head off, knowing that they can blame Spider Man for whatever's been going on there. But Spider Man knows that he has done exactly what needed to be done and he's took one for the team thank god he's got super strength though because that game would have took him straight the fuck out straight away man he gets his camera and he heads off to develop the pictures at home well in harry harry osborne's fucking apartment where he's he's obviously picked out another room and went hey harry can this be my lab and dark room <laughs> and harry's just like cleaning up the broken glass so, so yeah sure fuck it why not yeah, well, what, what else can you take from me? <laughs> do, you, do you want my fucking bow tie? Because I'll give you my fucking bow tie. <laughs> well, Peter sits there in his dark room and he says, well, these photos have de- developed perfectly. I've got everything I needed. They're going to kill Captain Stacy's alibi. But, I mean... They could just kill Captain Stacy. These photos are pretty powerful. How can I trust them with someone? And, man, they're going to break Gwen's heart. Yeah, that's pretty dark, that is. You, I didn't think about this responsibility like that, like the, the consequences. The next day, Peter Parker shuffles down a sidewalk. He's got an exclusive on his hands and he heads into the Daily Bugle and demands to see J. Jonah Jameson. All the while, he's thinking, please forgive me, Gwen. I've done this for the good of the city, for his own good and for our good. He brings the pictures in. And he hands them to J. Jonah Jameson, who thinks they're dynamite, the dynamite he needs, scoop of the year, and it's just dropped into his lap. Oh, mate, he's so fucking slow, man. Uh... Pete just walks out with his head down. He knows he's done the right thing, but he doesn't feel good about it because the next day, Gwen Stacy heads out to pick up the uh the paper to you know have something to read to take a mind off what's went down take a mind off pete and she's she thought it's a special she unfolds the paper the headline reads ex-police official robs police department files retired captain george stacy photographed in the act of stealing top secret data an exclusive story and photo by peter parker oh god oh mate it's got and his that, name right by it as well. Like, Peter needs to be careful because, like, he's already swimming in fucking water with sharks. Well, Peter has delivered such a blow there. And to make it all worse for Gwen, it was Peter who he's put his name on it. His oh. name is on it. And that that is the end of issue 60 of The Amazing Spider-Man as the plot certainly thickens. Unbelievable, mate. Oh, mate, I'm actually, like, stoked to read issue 61 now. Like, just to see the fallout from that. Mate, that's (laughs) That's the thing thing that I love about Spider-Man, though, is that, like, they really weigh up each each individual option between Peter Parker and Spider-Man's life. Like, each decision actually has consequences. That is something. When I was reading that, I was like, how how can it, you know, it's obviously what's going to happen here. It's obvious. It's obvious. And I mean, it might turn out to be the obvious thing. It always does. But in the meantime, the, the you know, the A to C, if we're talking about B, the middle bit, it's gone off the rails. Oh, yeah, legit. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. And that is issue 60 of The Amazing Spider-Man. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, Brad? Um, No, nah, I think I've already highlighted what, what my thoughts of the issue was. 
I'm just, you know, again, just really looking forward to issue 61 now. Just want to see how how this all wraps up. Yeah, well, thank you for bearing with us while we took a week off to go and see Avengers Endgame. I hope you enjoy that film as much as we did. Um, thank you for all your kind reviews. Keep them coming in. We love reading them. Thank you. We'll we'll actually get together and read them out. Maybe if you want to send in some questions, we can do a QA and a thing. We can talk about Avengers if you want next time. We can do all sorts of stuff. You can catch us at Spidey Podcast on Twitter, and we'd love to hear from you. If you're not reviewing on iTunes or whatever, please get in touch with us on on Twitter at Spidey Podcast. I've been James. That's been Brad. And I do have one final thing to speak about before we go. I'm um, Spidey Geezer Glenn Matcher as a comic out, actually, a whole entire comic called Sparks. And you can get it digitally on Comicology. And it's £1.49, which I'm telling you, that is basically free. Mate, what's £1.49? What can you get for £1.49? What's a packet of fucking crisps what's and What's £1.49 in dollars? Free? Two fifty, if that. Uh, hold on. Two twenty. Doing the math. Yeah, I'm doing the math. He's doing the math, everyone. Uh, one point nine four dollars. Barely two books, man. You just don't Mate, go to Dunkin' Donuts for one fucking day. That's about to say, less than a coffee. Just don't go to Dunkin' for one day, and you can get Glenn's comic, which is out on Comic Comicology. We've been waiting. I've been waiting so long to say that. I kept fucking up every month. So everyone, go out and get Glenn's thing because you know he deserves it. So we'll see you next week with issue sixty-one of the Amazing Spider-Man. Have a good week, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Peace.